let's do this shit. Hello and welcome to another Woodshop Podcast with Mike Coffey of Coffee Custom Builds, Daniel Dunlap of Daniel Dunlap Woodworks, and Peter Kapar of Petrie's Workshop. You can find us all as well as the podcast on Instagram and YouTube. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 67 of Another Woodshop Podcast, where in high school, for a semester, they made us learn podcasting. <laughs> Square podcasting? Square podcasting. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by it. Square Dance. Square Dance? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's oh. good. Pete is on his game tonight. Uh, Pete, I've got some great news. There is a website for creators and artists to get support from their listener and fan base. It's called Squarespace. I mean, Patreon.com. And if you go to Patreon.com forward slash another woodshop podcast, it's called OnlyFans. OnlyFans. You can pay direct for all the things you want to see. Wait, pay direct or pay direct? What? Hashtag another woodshop podcast. No, uh, patreon.com forward slash another woodshop podcast is a great way to support this show. Uh, you know, we got a bunch of patrons over there. You guys are absolutely incredible for supporting this show. We love doing it. Every week, we are committed to providing a solid four out of 10 show for <laughs> you. And we, <laughs> we, will, we will never do anything less than a four out of 10. No, we love it. You guys are great. This week, we got a new patron joining the family. That's Wayne over at Goose Woodworking. I don't know what the, I don't know if he's like a big Top Gun fan <laughs> or if he like, uh, you know, does oil checks on people. Maybe he likes gooses. Uh, <laughs> Goosen. It's a goose. It's a goose. Uh, anyway, uh, big thanks to our patrons. You guys are amazing. Thanks to everyone who supports us over there. Go check out another – nope, patreon.com forward slash another Woodshop podcast. I always do that every week because I'm dumb. I remember my first podcast. Uh, <laughs> Pete's just like typing away right now. So I'll, I'm going to – you know what? This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to throw this whole thing on its head. You guys ready for this? Right now, Dan's going to sing. What's on my bench? Oh, Beautiful. man, Dan. As always. What was that face, Dan? <laughs> that was a combination of what this time? Give me something funny. Uh, combination of Fergie and Jesus. You can't copy it again <laughs> on the spot. Okay. Well, since Dan just saw eyes, <laughs> and then, and since I know he didn't write anything down, Pete, what'd you do this week? Yo. So I I had a pretty busy week. Dan's like, oh, I'm supposed to write that down. I had a pretty busy week. <laughs> oh, he's got oh, things on words? paper. I'm so no, proud that's of my you. wife. My wife has oh. notes for stuff. I didn't write anything. Oh, come on. <laughs> Once again, stuff. using <laughs> Kayla as a scapegoat. Right. <laughs> so th- wait, does your wife write down for you what you do every week? No, 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 <laughs> no. Um. Anyways, Maybe. I had a busy week. I have been fully emerged in the laser game this whole week i was uh, wrapping up my pew, pew. video for the laguna laser and <laughs> you okay you okay there dan he did some funny laser pew pews i thought he had a stroke i don't know um but yeah so i've been i've been just you know something deep in the laser game um i can't say it because we're a clean nipples podcast deep. nipples deep nipples deep <laughs> 
Um, areolas deep in the areolas. areolas. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! All right. Anyways, I've been doing a lot of laser stuff. What uh, did you do this week, Pete? Stop making I, all these one. I started messing around with box joints on the laser. So yeah. uh, I made this little caddy thing. There's actually a website that I need to, uh, Mike. I gotta send you to this site. It has like pre-made templates, but you can then throw them into Lightburn and customize them however you want. That's how I made that little caddy. And um, aside from that, I learned how to use the rotary tool. So I started uh, laser etching a bunch of tumblers on my laser, and that is super cool. They look really dope. And I'm is it watching maker the case? video. Is what? Is it Maker Case? Ma- no, it's um, that website. If you look up boxes.py, but don't like search oh, that this website, is be a trap, Google. Google boxes space dot py. It's like a do not. It's another website go to boxes. slash Let boxes dot right now. Uh, <laughs> Matt Morgan from Matt Morgan um, recommended that site, and I like was kind of I looked at it once and put it away, and then I hopped on there. Oh, nice! It's hella dope. There's you can literally put in presets like I want it to be this tall, this wide, this big. Make the materials case does like this. this too, Pete. Oh yeah, m a k e r case dot com. I mean, it's, and then you this can throw them out and modify. This looks it. better. Yeah, yeah, so that's what I ended up doing because it was like one for like a paint holder and I made it for the uh, CA glues and stuff. But the tumblers came out so freaking good. I I never thought in a million years that I would be making stuff like this in my shop. Like it's just really, really cool to be able to throw in I had just tumblers that I use on a daily basis and threw them in there. Uh, and then once I figured out all the all the kinks, I, I ended up putting in a, mm. like a brand new Yeti in there and it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. It took a little cleanup, but I'm glad that's done. Sometimes and with that, I shot... Yeah, and I, sh- I shot the final. That was the final project for my uh, my laser video. So I'm currently editing that. It's um, it's about half done. I just need to like really sit down, do the voiceover, trim out some more stuff, and we're done. Um, the intro is fire. Yeah, I I'm very proud of that intro because it took a lot of freaking work. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, gotta grab them, gotta catch them right away. Aside from that, I installed. On my car, my Subaru, because I refused to get a truck, I installed a trailer hitch, and it's it's pretty dope. It's called an eco hitch, so it sits inside my bumper, so it doesn't actually stick out underneath my car, like in most sedans or whatever, if you end up getting a, a trailer form. Uh, so I don't lose any tip-over clearance, and it's just easier for hitching a trailer. And if all goes well, the trailer itself should be here probably end of this week, maybe next week. Uh, I'm getting it from my neighbor's boss. It's a five by eight enclosed trailer. And what, you I did a, one. I did well, it I didn't physically get it yet or pay for it, but, no, I mean, but like, you found one, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're gonna uh he's gonna bring it over and we're just gonna like I'm gonna just do a final look. But honestly, with the way Mike, you know how trailers are right now, with the way prices are and everything, like I'm just gonna pull the trigger. If this thing if he can drive it to my house, that's enough of a test for me that like yes, Wait, this he is he can fine. drive the trailer? Well, it didn't pull the trailer. He's on the on the on the tongue. <laughs> wow, <Whoa>, guys! <laughs> Just got like a moped motor. I don't, know in the front. I don't know if that's a trailer anymore, Pete. It's more like a bus. But if if that thing makes it to my house, I'm short like, bus, I'm just buying it because um, not only am I going to be able to move everything a lot easier in our own schedule with it, but I can finally go and go, you know, picking up things. I, there's people selling slabs and. Are you guys not using movers for your move? We're not. We don't have that oh, much man. stuff. And the one thing that's like a big thing to move is the shop. And yeah, honestly, yeah, that's going to, I'm, 
I'm turning that into a mate, like a basically a maker meetup. There's a couple guys locally that also have trailers and those things called trucks. So four boxes of Little Caesars. <laughs> get all the makers yeah. in the area to yeah, come down man. and move yeah. all your stuff for free. Get some dominoes for them. <laughs> hey, let me let me give you a hint. Bush light and butterfingers. Bush light and butterfingers work for you. Eat some bush light. <laughs> bush. Light. <laughs> it's, it's Italian. It's an Italian brand. Yeah, Italian. Oh, that's right. Peroni and then bush light. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Famous Italian, Italian brands. brands. <laughs> So I'm stoked to do that. But I, what's crazy, I've kind of been looking at the timeline. I started making a, like a calendar of like what needs to get done as soon as, you know, as soon as we move in and whatnot. I'm bringing a bunch of tools over there, but the shop move itself isn't going to happen till probably late July. It'll probably be about, about two, three weeks before I move the tools over uh, because I won't have any. Late th- July? Yeah. We're, we're closing oh, wow. on the 6th. And it's going to be about yeah, a week yeah. of work on the house at least, if not two weeks. Um, and then, you know, that second weekend or third weekend, we might do the push and just get all the tools moved over with all the makers. I forgot. You don't have to get out of there. I keep forgetting. You yeah, don't yeah, have to. Like, I, yeah. There's not like people moving in. I keep, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. one of the reasons why I'm like, all right, so that's I'm going to be able to do the floor. I'm going to epoxy the floor in there. And uh, it just I'm super stoked for it. But the, the most annoying part is there's a single outlet with two power plugs on it on the back of the shop. And that's it. There's no other power in there. Maybe there's something so in the ceiling for the things. So I'm going to have to run a bunch of electrical. I'm going to run something just to kind of hold me over. And then uh, Lee from Regal Street is actually coming down with Danielle. Uh, they're coming the last weekend of um, of July. And we're going to do the whole shop. Doing two tw- I'm nice. doing 220 everywhere. I'm doing 110, you know, duos or quads every, you know, Four eight feet or something. Yeah. I'm thinking doing... Uh, two one tens and a two twenty every like eight feet. I don't feel like that. Might I'd be throw some four lot. gangs in there if, in my the, opinion, those are like quads, right? The, the four, quads, yeah. Four, yeah. I'd, th- I'd throw like every <clears throat> other or every two or three do a four. That's gang. what I'm. That's what I'm thinking too. Because like right now I have qu- two quads on that one wall and they're filled up. Um, so yeah, they feel quick. The one I'm pretty excited, especially but like I with think, the laser and stuff. Yeah, and and you know, like there's this like urgency to. Because now, by the way, like the, the 6th is the date. That's the date we're all working towards. Like, we need to do it because that's when the bank is expecting it. It's like, there's all this legal stuff behind it, too, with our when the loan expires, whatnot. So, like, the 6th is the date, finally. We were supposed to have been in this place, what, like, uh, first week in June. Yeah, June 1st was supposed to be our closing date. Got pushed back and pushed back. So, uh, it's officially in. And there's this, like, urgency in my head that, like, I have to move the shop immediately to do work on a house. But then in reality, like, I really don't. I can get yeah. a lot of the work done with That's a miter awesome. saw, track saw, whatever. I'll bring some stuff over and then slowly start pushing, um, you know, everything else over. And I just got to talk to some brands about some stuff, see if we can make some things happen for the new shop. Um, That's going to be exciting. But yeah, so the trailer is coming. Um, What else did I do this week? I did some other stuff. I honestly don't remember, but... Look at your notes. On my notes. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. nah, These guys take That's notes. That's it. Laser. I did the trailer. It was a lot of planning for... Um, for the house that we're actually starting to get um, on paper now, and and that's about about it. Now, uh, since Dan has all of his notes ready, Mike, what about you? <laughs> I like this is fun. Uh, busy week over here. Uh, I got this last weekend. My cousin and I went and picked up this giant fifty inch by one hundred and twenty six inch white epoxy table. I think I alluded to it last week, but we actually went and picked it up Saturday. Man, that was real rough getting that thing was really rough it was hard just the two of us i bought uh i bought from harbor freight 
a hydraulic lift cart. It can lift a thousand pounds. Mm-hmm. And man, that thing is, I'm probably going to buy another one. It was really, really nice. Like that thing was great. It was like 300 bucks or something, but, um, man, that came in clutch for that. Uh, it was me and my cousin and the, and my customer. And we were just like trying to get that thing loaded. It was, uh, it was rough. So getting it loaded was hard. Getting it unloaded was ridiculously difficult. So we had to like, I had to get one of those giant like breaker bars that you use to break dirt free to get leverage underneath it. And I just had to like, I had to pump myself up. I was literally like p- punching myself in the chest and like get myself pumped. And I lifted the thing up and my cousin got under there. We lifted it up and then we had to demold it because it was still attached to the bottom piece of melamine. Oh, God. Uh, Cause we couldn't get it demolded Ooh. while we, when we were bringing it in. So we got that demolded and then we got it on the CNC. And anyway, it was Did interesting. Did the melamine at least pop off? Or was it? It actually came off really easily. Oh, yeah, he had it all Tyvekt and stuff, so it it, it came off pretty easy. Um, but that That's melamine, oh, it's a four by eight. Well, it's a four by ten sheet. It was two pieces of melamine put together. So it was, uh, I mean, that's, that's heavy. Melamine's heavy. Three quarter melamine. I'm shocked he um, got it like poured that flat too. Well, it flat is edge. not that flat. It was, it oh, was not, not that? No? no. Okay. He had lots yeah, of failures. Yeah, that's why Mike's flattening it. Yeah. So. Well, so had, there's always some had, flattening to be done, but like it didn't look it that bad. Not, it's pretty no? bad. Oh, it, well, it was. I mean, it was, uh, I mean, Think I'm taking about three quarters of an inch of material off this thing overall. Holy crap. Dude, I've that's a gallon away, of epoxy. I've thrown away 70 gallons of epoxy shaving so Oof. far from my in, in my bin. I've emptied my, my oh P-Flux my. three times. So I mean, that's not exactly 70 gallons of liquid epoxy because, Still, you know, man. No, no, shavings. no. It's a lot of air, but it's shavings. It's the, I mean, my bag in my P-Flux one is 26 gallons. I emptied it three times on Sunday. Yeah, I think it's like a gallon kit of, of Total Boat is what, like 50 yeah. bucks or something or more? He put 23 gallons of epoxy into that table. <laughs> Just to put well, that into perspective. It's got 18 left. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, anyway, it was a nightmare. Then I had to have, actually, after you flatten one side, it's significantly lighter. So my cousin came over <laughs> on Tuesday night and we were like, okay, we had to pump ourselves up and we like lifted it kind of no problem. We're like, oh, this isn't so bad. So we got it lifted up and flipped it over. And now it's, I'm going to, we're, we're going to be working on it Saturday. So Saturday I'm going to be, well, we're going to be flattening it. We're going to be cutting in pockets for the C channel. We're going to be cutting in the threaded inserts for the table base and then uh we're gonna be line ripping the edges and sanding <clears> that thing down and getting i'm actually gonna be doing odies on that entire table because i'm gonna take it up to 600 um and speaking of sanding i got to use that new jim sander uh jim is a wonderful guy that thing yeah. is dope like I'm, i, I, I um, have the pam sander and i love it <laughs> <laughs> nice <laughs> good one uh <laughs> you're so dumb I, I have the Creed it. sander. It's not very good. <laughs> it's not very good. It doesn't do its job very well. Um, but it is a monster. <laughs> no, uh, it, but it, I, I, the other thing I was working on this week is this English elm table. Uh, that was for my dad and my stepmom. I got that done two nights ago, but I was using the gym sander on that. And I mean, I did a whole table. Si- one of the sides, 80 grit, was like a minute. And when I was talking to the guy who owns that company, Jim Industries, he was like, do not leave that thing in place for any amount of time. You got to keep it moving. Otherwise it'll just cut. It'll just make a divot in that spot. And yeah, it it will. It sure will. So (laughs) you got to, you got to move that thing like at a good pace. Like at least a second. Cause you think of like a regular sander, like you can leave it in a spot for a bit. Yeah. It it removes a lot of material. Is it spinning way faster? Like, no, 
No, it's just how much more. Imagine, imagine it's the amount of surface area is so much area. bigger. I mean, it's not like tw- it's not like oh, it's eleven inches. It's it's one and a half times bigger. It's way See, more surface area. For me, it's eleven inches it's, in diameter. I'm thinking the opposite because I'm thinking wider surface, more surface area takes longer to burn through the material than like in a small spot. That's there is so thinking. much. Also, how heavy is it? That thing. It's not bad. It's like a one and a half horsepower motor thing. It's not bad. It's oh, not so bad. It's not I mean, bad. you're not holding it. Because I don't know if you're I not, had, like, holding it. It's resting weight. on the surface. Yeah, no, it's got enough weight to do it. But I mean, so there's a shroud <laughs> that goes over the whole spinning mechanism, and that connects to your dust extractor, and it's just shooting it off to the side, and then the, the vacuum picks up. There's still lots of what? I want to see you make one of like your little trays or whatever. <laughs> do a lot that. of. Do a lot of like really intricate work to it, you know, take really good care of it. And then the end of the video is just you sanding it with that and it's, you sand <laughs> it to dust. nothing. <laughs> That'd be a great fantastic. post. You're welcome. Oh, he's fantastic. Well, if you ever like uh, leave it on there for too long, just like put an, a lazy Susan insert. Or get, <laughs> or while you sand it with lies. it, get a phone call and start talking and be, come back and be like, where'd it go? It just fell through. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. It, like, seriously did that tabletop through one grit in about a minute. I mean, it was just moving. Like, it was wow, so fast. Crazy. Like, it's going to be a huge time saver. I love that thing. So, but yeah, I got that English elm table done for my dad and my stepmom. That's going to their place in Montana. I uh, That's man, the table you, in your background right now, right? Yeah, that's one if of you're my watch, background. If man. people are watching the God. video. I absolutely, man, I love that table. It's just so pretty. I just love English elm. It just came out so good. So, I did Rubio on that. Uh, it's fantastic. Just fantastic. So, I took a time. Is everyone okay over there, Dan? <laughs> Sound <laughs> like someone happened? fell down your stairs. <laughs> oh, just people thought it'd be a good time to come down here and get ice out of the freezer. Ice, ice, <laughs> Kayla. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> um, uh, oh, uh, the that's eh, not important, but I got a couple orders for some Lego tray or block building trays on my Etsy store. Um, I have a custom order from uh, uh, a lady who used to work with my wife. She's super nice. She's bought a bunch of different stuff from me, but she coaches a softball team and uh, they had, I'm making some home plates for them for some plaques to give to the different coaches. So I'm actually probably going to list those on my Etsy store. Cause I think for uh, softball teams, that's probably a good gift. So I'm going to add those. Uh, I did a spice rack for a cousin of mine who's been very supportive of my company. So I get, I made her a custom spice rack um, and actually made plans for that available <coughs> on my Etsy store. And I'm actually running a sale through the weekend on that as well. So, um, And then, speaking of lasers, Pete was doing all this laser stuff. My laser, since I got it, something has always kind of felt off about it. It's it In the winter – it would get real the the chiller would get really warm and i wouldn't run jobs very long cuz i knew it was running hotter than it should i didn't know what was going on i reached out to laguna laguna had said hey you know what this is actually within the tolerance so it's it's fine but like i would have degradation i would have fidelity loss of my burns cuz the hotter those tubes get the worse the burn gets and i was like ah oh, man what is this so i would only run jobs for a certain amount of time and then shut it off well i hadn't ran a job on my laser in like 2 3 weeks well it's gotten a lot hotter and uh, I was talking to Dan and Pete and um, I was running a job and the temperature shot up because it was so hot and it shut my laser off and the alarms were going off. I was like, oh my gosh. So I reached out to Laguna. I was like, this is not right. And they're like, yeah, no, this is this is not right. So they shot me out a new a new chiller 
like two days. I got it two days later or three days later. And man, my laser, I feel like I have a new tool in my shop. It's running so good. It's keeping the temperature down, you know, to a safe level. And I'm able to cut and engrave and use my laser again. And it just feels like it's optimal now. It feels like it's really running right. So nice. I'm really excited about my laser. Uh, I'm excited. Pete Pete was nice enough to uh, send me a copy of his uh, his, uh, ty- or his uh, Starbond caddy. I'm really pumped to cut that. Um because that is a cool design, so I'm really pumped on that. So anyway, just excited about my laser. And we'll get tumbling soon. Yeah, Pete's gonna teach me how to use the tumbler. Uh, the oh, we're gonna tumble, baby. Laser. We're gonna tumble. Oh, we're gonna tumble, girl. We're gonna girl. tumble. Speaking girl. of girl, Dan, what did you do this week? <laughs> I'm getting no love today. I love you, long time. You know that. Oh, let me check my notes. <clears throat> check Kayla's notes. He just looks at previous week's Kayla's uh, to- honey do list. And yeah. then if you got it all Apparently done, this week he says I this bought is honey mustard, uh, some uh, cola. I, <laughs> I did buy I honey mustard. I, know. <laughs> I, gave I gave Nick Brim his Menards. weekly beer. True. Yes, I did. I did. <laughs> this is accurate. Okay, so speaking of Nick Brim, I had him rebuild those Murphy doors I've been working on because the ones I made were just slightly too big because of the swoop of the yard, blah, 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 blah. And it was just more efficient to rebuild them. And Nick took that on for me because I have a lot on my plate right now and I am crazy grateful. Well, he, he made those and we went and installed them today and they're working great. So now all I have to do is go back on Monday and trim them out and they're going to look fabulous. So huge shout out to Nick Brim for uh, doing that for me. I'm going to have to give him a couple bud bush lights. Sorry, not bud lights. We're not getting crazy here. We're going to give him a couple bush lights and some butterfingers. Best worker ever, you guys. Anyway, uh, so that's all done. I've also started on the uh, outdoor shower for my client that has a... It's not a beach house. I've been told by many people on the internet. Lake there house. are no such thing as beaches in, the, in Nebraska, apparently. Thank you. Even at, on a lake. A lake cannot no. have a beach, even though it's got no, it a shoreline and sand. No. It's a I'm, lake house. I'm glad it took you this long to figure that out. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Beach is a beach. You're being kind it's of a, a beach. beach right now. <laughs> Anyways, I'm uh, I'm working on that shower. Uh, basically, I'm just rebuilding, reconstructing the walls. The shower mechanism is all there. The The shower head itself and the drain, it's there, so I don't have to do that. Just rebuilding the shower because it was built very poorly. And I'm building that out of Cambria, which is that thermally modified ash. And that stuff is gorgeous. Yeah, it is. I love it. And my bonus, my my shop smells like a campfire. <laughs> That's great. a nice little bonus. Yeah. It's great. I love it out there right now. And awesome. uh, so I got one one wall done. And, you know, I'm pretty proud of the design. It's pretty modern. It looks great. Uh, like, really nice. I really like it. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go to my Instagram page. Look, You're still look on Instagram. It. Cool. Yeah, I'm on Instagram. Uh, Daniel Dunlap.woodworks. <laughs> okay. On Instagram. It was Cambria, right? I'm pretty busy right now. Cambria. 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 Yeah, it's yeah. just thermally modified ash. Cambria. Baked. Cambria. Baked. Thermally modified. Yeah. Cooked. Mike, is the chair you were showing us earlier, is that Cambria as well? That's Cambrian That's ash. baked ash. That's Cambodian yeah. ash. Cambodian. <laughs> uh, can you put a link to that picture in the show notes? Is that you got it, Dan? Or for patrons? I don't think so. I think that's a bad idea. Put that. Put that picture in the in a post for the patrons. Let's do that. 
Thank you to our so, sponsor, uh, Square Dance. <laughs> Square Dance. <laughs> if you weren't in the pre-show, you don't understand that. But what else? What else did I do this week? I made I made some little projects on the CNC. Uh, my little pre-made bow ties, not the templates, just the pre-made bow ties. They're selling pretty good on Etsy, I think, right now. I'm doing that's about awesome. one one sell a day, which is probably nothing to you guys. But that's look at you sale stitching really some good. sales. Yeah. I'm 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 pumped by that. So making a little making a little cash over on the CNC. That's great, dude. Anyway. My that's my all Etsy's my slow right now for me. Of. I mean you think it's you think it's like I'm not I have a I've got two sales that no, nah, that's not true. Last but week I, I was mean, my got, slowest week in like eight months. It was it's weird. been pretty slow, yeah, the last few weeks for me. It's fine. I got a lot of big stuff going on. I don't I don't really wanna I don't really have time for them. But yeah, if you want to order something, do it. <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> That's my week. I have nobody to throw it to. I don't know what we do here. We're now. I think we just start uh, panicking and then uh, we light uh, stuff on fire and flip our desks <laughs> over. <laughs> I uh, can do that. I, I believe now we actually go to questions. <laughs> yeah, we go to questions. I think I'm not 100 percent on that. <laughs> then we go to a live caller. Caller, you're on the line. Caller, you're on the line. All right, let's go to the first question. Uh, uh, what is this? In here? Oh, did you just download that video? And yeah, is it? You put it in the stoke. If you guys were not in a pre-show, Dan. Oh, you missed a on camera. Did the worm? Everything burns. It's a version of the worm. And just whatever you're imagining right now, better. It's that. Yep. It's It's better. better. (laughs) It's better. Um, All right, let's get to this first question from Adam Barnett. Hey guys, Adam here. So, a quick question this week. What are your favorite CNC bits? Uh, mine are a 46202K Amana quarter inch down cut. Thing is a workhorse. It's probably my most used bit. Uh, and then the 46280K, it's a tapered ball nose. That thing can do amazing things. It's super cool. And then obviously any V bit because watching a CNC machine V carve some text or an image is probably the coolest thing you can do on a cnc machine but yeah let me know what your favorites are guys thanks talk to you later dan i want to know yours um actually my favorite bit you guys told me that my workhorse was going to be the 46202 which is the quarter inch down cut spiral like always have to be opposite so what's your favorite? It's it's just not though. Like my favorite a, and my workhorse seems to be the eight inch spindle. No, it's the, I'll show these the eighth guys. inch, the eighth inch down cut. Uh, the two two five four six two two five k. Yeah, I don't know the numbers like it everybody, is. and that's no, it's the it's a weird no, thing. Two hundred. Let me. It's weird to me that everybody remembers the numbers for the bits. Mike, you like, good? There's fear you, in your eyes. How do you guys I just heard a weird that? noise. Did you guys not hear that? No, it's ghosts. Nope. It's fine. We just ignored it. It was them. like, boop, 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 I don't know what that noise was. I've never heard that That's before usually when life. something... Oh, is, is your mouse or something dying? Anyways, oh, back to you, Dan. It's weird for me that everybody remembers the numbers of the bits. Why can't you Why? just say <clears> what it is? I agree. it's I quicker know. to it's identify by their numbers? No. I don't know. It's just weird. <laughs> it's... Um, anyway, but Pete, Pete, so that's it. Just that your eighth inch, just bit? the one bit's your favorite. Yeah, I've gone through three of them. I like them. Oh, 
I was they break easy though. You didn't say their numbers. <laughs> I don't know the number. I don't know the number. I'm just joking. I'm joking. Calm down. Doesn't, oh doesn't oh oh wait no I'm taking it back. Uh-oh. You can't go yet. Don't Pete. call it a comeback. He's been here for years. I also bought a bull bit, and I'm on a bull bit. It's a three quarter inch radius, quarter inch shank. Don't know the number. Don't care. It's a bull bit. It's great. Wow. <laughs> Pete. Yikes. Yikes. <clears throat> well, so uh, one of my go-to is the quarter-inch bit uh, down cut. In this case, a forty-six two hundred two. You really want to say the number? <laughs> I don't know all the numbers, but not... the two that I definitely yeah, know do. because I do use them a lot is the forty-six two hundred two, which is just simply a quarter-inch down cut bit. Now, the, the one thing we can't stress enough is that down cut bits are the best for most jobs or a compression bit upcut bits tend to be cheaper but they just don't leave a good finish because it's cutting all the material up this the the uh what's the thing called the flute is actually pointed up so as it's cutting it tends to flare up and you have chip out to the top and you have to clean it up a lot so down cut bit uh the amana one is it's amazing it's great it's spectra coated so it lasts you a little longer uh they're worth picking up the other one i use a lot is a four eight eleven it's a 60 degree V carve bit, which like you said, V carve bits are just the best. So that one's really great. It's the one where you can replace the blade itself. Um, and it's a heavy bit. It makes a scary, spooky sound like what Mike heard earlier when you're running it. So, uh, that's a good one to have. You just have to center the actual blade on there. Um, otherwise you'll get unclean cuts. Like, uh, I think Dan on yours, we have to do that, right? Yeah. When yeah. we were doing the spoil bird. Yep. Yeah. Spoil bard. Uh, another one that I'm a big fan of is a 30 degree bit. I like the ones that are like, it's a point and then half of the blade looks like it's just cut off. Uh, just like a nice, simple 30 degree. Just watching that draw letters. It's so clean. It's super efficient. And I think it's uh, uh, 45771, if you want to look it up, from Amana. And the last one I'm going to recommend is not a bowl bit but a core box bit. It's basically, it's a bowl bit with a flat bottom. And that's actually really good for trays because when you're doing step overs, think of it this way. When you do an eighth inch step over with a rounded bit, there's going to be little peaks between all the layers. But if you have a flat bottom core box bit, you tend to overlap those flat areas. Dan, you were going to say that you're wrong? That's what I bought. That's what I bought. Okay. Um, so yes, it, that's, but it, it says bowl bit. Often it. it, sometimes it's called a tray bit. Um, now I'm doesn't matter, it but it, as long as it's a flat bottom, highly recommend that. Uh, flat, I flat bottom those, girls. <laughs> beat you. Beautiful. Um, uh, but that's, that's my favorites. My go-tos. Mike, what do you have as your favorites? Uh, I don't like to use the numbers. I think that's kind of lame. So I just like to use a, Shut uh, you don't even know their names. Inch. That's literally all you know. <laughs> No, I like the quarter inch down cut in mill, the 46202. That one's a workhorse. I keep, I keep, if I have one in that I'm using, I keep three on backup. Two minimum in my house. <laughs> yeah, two. Yeah. I mean, I keep them, I keep them on backup because it's just too dangerous otherwise. I, it literally will stop my business. So I, uh, I keep those. Uh, I like that 46225, the eighth inch down cut. I like the 46350, which is the, uh, quarter inch compression bit. I use that on a lot of plywood. Um, for my flattening, I do the RC2241. It's a half-inch shank. It is awesome. That thing just hums. And if you 
So I was talking about to the guys, but I was getting some burning on some stuff. And it's because I was like, oh, I need to slow it down. No, you need to go faster, but make your depth of cut th- uh, not so deep. Shallower. So yep. shallower, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, that one. And then uh, I just got actually a bit from Vortex Tools. It's a quarter-inch end mill. It's a down cut. It's basically the 46202, but it is an industrial bit. It runs so fast and leaves such a nice finish. So I got to get more time with that because – uh, frankly, it moves so fast that I was kind of uncomfortable with how fast it was moving. So, um, I need to get more time with that bit and get more comfortable with <clears> it. Um, and then for V bits, uh, I have a bunch of different V bits. Uh, I don't for engraving. I really like the single blade ones with the carbide teeth on them for embossing. When I'm trying to make a 3d pop out, I like the three flute, um, V bits, those seem to leave a nicer finish and don't tear out as much crud. So that's kind of it for me. Uh, and I figured out what that noise was real quick. Dan, yeah. I'll throw it back to you. But my headphones were dying, so I had to plug them in. So sorry about the panic. Uh, my sound is all good now, so everything's everything's good, good. balanced. So I was just going to say, gonna say Dan? the bowl bit I got is a, a Monotool four five nine eight two carbide tip bowl and tray quarter inch radius three quarter diameter five eighths inch with a quarter inch shank. Outstanding. Did cool. I get all the numbers? And one that we I didn't like talk about, do I don't think, unless Mike, you may have mentioned it, I just zoned out when you talked, uh, but a flattening bit, a good flattening bit. It's just RC good to have. Yeah. yeah um, that's what I use. And you can, the I don't use it that much, but the, because now I have a better one, but the white side flattening, it's like a $30, $40 bit. Uh, I forget the part number. You can find it on Amazon. What? Just got to make sure you got a genuine white side bit because there's a lot of fake ones. So if it doesn't say white side, you got boned. On Amazon. Boom. What comes in that little white side zipper bag, Ziploc bag. You always want to check the the, shaft. With the coating on it. Want to check the shaft. Okay. This next Mm. question is from Andrew Kremer from Alpha Kilo Woodworks. Very cool. Hey, gents. Andy from Alpha Kilo. Question on finances or as far or like payment wise, how do you guys prefer to accept payment? Um, Do you guys do like credit cards do you go through square do you go through etsy solely uh do you take venmo cash app uh you know payday loans like how do you guys go about it anyway um <laughs> looking forward to your answers thank you for answering the question last week and uh cheers dan well first of all cash is king i think everybody will agree with that right what do you mean mr tax man i didn't get that what no Anyway, it's gonna uh, they don't listen to this, Opinions right? express that of Daniel Dunlap do not reflect the opinions of the rest of the Another show. Another pod, pod shop work, workbench, whatever he called it. Earlier. <laughs> pod shop. I got a stroke. Word, word cast. Word cast. Cash is king. I, I, I will take a check. I've never been hosed by a check in all my years. It, it's weird. I, 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 you know, you hear stories about people getting bad checks or whatever, but I've never been... I've never been shafted by a check, so I, I will take a check because you don't have to pay a fee. Or you just take it to the bank and deposit it, and it's good to go. I will take Venmo because, once again, no fee, right? So I try to – basically, I'm trying to avoid fees more more than anything because, you know, that hurts the bottom line. But I, I also have Square, you know, just, just for, you know – being diversified in and how you take payments, you know, you got to be able to take whatever payment your client's going to give you. So I, I can take 
credit cards via Square. You know, I, I could take check. I can take uh, – I've never taken a payday loan, but I, I, I have been getting – I have, I have been getting, I have been paid, not get paid. I have been paid with tools before. So, you know, I'll take that as well. But never in a single beer. Never in a single beer. Hmm. Many beers usually (laughs) as a tip. I want to hear what Mike has to say now. Um, Just the tip. Typically, I, I mean, so my thought is, you know, I almost never get paid in check, except for with when I work with brands or big corporations. Except when I work for uh, grandma. <laughs> uh, big companies like uh, maybe it's a, a Nebraska job. thing. I get paid by check all the time. Well, you don't readily offer. I mean, most of I work with my the software I use. They can pay with card, so they typically do. Um, I try to make it so that. It's the easiest experience for my customer, not like necessarily the easiest experience for me. I mean, I don't like that 3% fee, but I just work it into my job and it's not an issue. So I don't really care. I mean, right. I just put it in there and I just try to make it as easy. I just basically basically want it to be so that they're just going to pay me the fastest. That's kind of how I look at it. So when I put that money in there. So when I with what I like about Jobber and QuickBooks, which are the two way point of sale systems that I use, is I send it and they can pay with their credit card. So they just pay. And it just gets paid right away, and I don't have to finish. And it makes it easy. They can play. They can pay with Apple Pay or Google Pay or any credit card, or they can use a debit card. Um, and then sometimes people send me checks, so they'll send me a check, and I can receive the payment that way. And then they get a little thing that says that it was paid when I received the payment. Blah blah blah. So uh, I don't really care how they pay me as long as it clears, and as long as they feel like they had a good experience and it was smooth. That's why for me, like with Jobber, not just. Uh, making my life easier with Jobber. Uh, it's really become like an administrative assistant for me. Um, it gave me a couple more payment options for my customers so they could pay their bills or pay me even faster. So I do like that part about that. Pete, what about you? For me, I take anything that they're willing to offer. I mean, obviously, cash is king. Cash is the best. You know, I will any anything. Anything. <laughs> anything. I'll take anything. <laughs> I have worked for tools. I have worked for trade, um, you know, where I would get something back. Uh, I've worked with other makers where I design stuff for them and they send me their products. That's pretty cool. Um, then it's also kind of cool because when you're working with other makers or people that make things to make things like tools and whatnot, um, sometimes the, the prices get a little, you know, you'll get basically a lot more of equipment because they are paying you in at basically at cost of their item that they're making. Um, like one example is like, uh, I've gotten like, uh, uh, trays, not trays, but what's the HDPE, uh, epoxy trays or forms. They're called forms. So that's fun. But basically my main one is cash. Then Venmo. I honestly try to avoid PayPal because PayPal has this thing where it could be like, Hey, is this a business or for a friend? And it's like, Oh, it's business. Oh, there's tax now. There's a fee. So it like takes out a little chunk of it. So I try to avoid that. But I think the key is to offer as many options as you can. I mean, I, I have cash app. I have Zelle. I've got one time I got paid through Facebook, which is, yeah, a, I can offer. I tried that too. for a while. Uh, I take checks too. never had one bounce, but just, yeah, but like, Cash or one of those instant like Apple Pay or Venmo are my favorites. They're just go-tos. Um, I do need to set up uh, Square because I just want to be able to get paid with 
an invoice or a credit card. That'd be really nice. So that's something I need to uh, set up. But that's my favorites right there. Instant gratification. Dan? Uh, you reminded me of a barter I did a couple years ago. It was one of the better barters I've, of my life. What was his name? <laughs> his one name was trade deals. Christian. His name was Christian. <laughs> no, Christian. <laughs> so this was for photography. So like I bartered some photography work for a quarter cow. That's how we do in Nebraska. Oh, of beef. A quarter cow. Yeah. Hey, my wife is home. Cow of beef. Hey, Emma. Oh, oh that's weird. <laughs> she just flew in from hey. Florida, so. And I, like Florida. a good husband, her didn't pick her up. tired. <laughs> that was great, Dan. Oh, God. That was Dan. Dan. That was Dan out of Dan. Dan out of Dan. Um, I actually want to say I'm actually kind of not a fan of taking cash because then I have to go to the bank and put it in my bank account. And, you put it under uh, your mattress like a man. Yeah. No, I put it in a stripper's G-string like a man. <laughs> <laughs> Put it in a man stripper. Put it in, okay, put it in a man question. like a man. <laughs> put it in a man. <laughs> uh, speaking of banana hammock, this is Josh the dad. <laughs> hey guys, it's Josh the dad. Yep, J the D. Josh the dad, one of the big IG, coming at you with a question of the week. And here it is. Actually, it's not the question yet. I have to do my part, you know, ramble on a little bit, carry on, say some things, do the words. But actually, I'm losing my brain in the heat because I'm working in my shop today. And I'll post some pictures so you can see. It's not fun, but it makes me think. Have you ever looked around your shop and went, why in the world did I buy that tool? Yeah. Okay. Have a great week. Bye. First of all, Josh, I'm sorry for the joke I made right before your voice message. That was totally unnecessary. Uh, I got caught up in the moment. And inappropriate. And really inappropriate. I'm probably going to edit it out and have it set, have Pete saying something inappropriate. So, uh, just do it. Banana hammock. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm just going to move some audio clips around. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, Dan, did you ever buy a tool and wish you hadn't? That dang Delta planer. <laughs> By the way, if you're looking for a planer and you're in the Omaha area, hit me up. I got one for sale. <laughs> I'll trade it for a quarter cow straight across. <laughs> yeah, I will, actually. <laughs> for sure you will. For some steaks? Yeah, hell yeah. Heck yeah, yeah man. Pete, what about <laughs> the only, I, I've been very methodical with, with my tool purchases over the last couple of years. The only tool I can really think back to, like, why did I even buy this? was back when I was like, oh, well, everyone's got a Dremel. I have to get a Dremel. When I was like getting started with everything, like I have to buy a Dremel. Everyone's got oh, a Dremel. Yeah. And I bought a Dremel and I used it all of like two times. And both times went, this tool doesn't do the thing I need. I need something bigger. Either like I was trying to use one once as a router and once to like actually like cut some metal. And I was burning through those little discs like within oh, 30 yeah. seconds. And I was like, this is this is absolutely idiotic. Why did That's I buy a, this? And this is a great answer. Yeah. I wish it I wish it was my answer. I, so have, that, I feel like I have we all dang tool. have at some point had a Dremel in our shop and have all been like, I never use this. So that's my answer. Mike? Yeah, I mean, I have a Dremel too. I, I bought one <laughs> when I first started woodworking and I've never used it. It's never been turned on. I've never turned it on. I don't know why I bought that. I feel so, like we're at that know. point where like we really think about the tools we buy. We're not it's not impulse purchases. We're not like at Home Depot one, one day and we're like I, I didn't want to buy that. I used the I Dremel wanna... multi tool quite a bit, but that Dremel rotary tool. Yeah. I, 
I don't have the multi-tool, I, but yeah, that rotary is useless track. I mean, it's probably fine for things. There's people, but I don't need it for what I do. Yeah. Uh, I did recently mm-hmm. buy that Rangate knot hole filler system. Garbage. I waste, that was an absolute waste of money. Is that the so hot I'm, glue gun one? Yeah. So it, it uh, really, honestly, a lot like of for people medium talking size, about how that's great. Yeah. I think for medium sized voids, it is fine. And if it's on a horizontal surface, I put them in the bug holes, uh, bug hole. On the bug holes on the side of the live edge of that elm slab. And I was going through, kind of sanding stuff, and they just started popping out. <laughs> I was like, what? Oh. It just came right out. <laughs> so it can't be in really small voids. It has to be in big voids only. Um, <clears throat> so I actually did some stories on that the, earlier this week. I was very frustrated. The, all of them, the whole side just came out. It, so, so here's uh, my other thing with that. I actually. Have you heard of Starbot? Yeah. Well, I mean, well, it's, small, it's, on a, it's on the side of a live edge. I didn't want to tip it up. So I wanted something oh. that was viscous to like get it in there. You know what I mean? I ended up. So I'll tell you Thick. what I did. Go ahead, people. We're gonna say. <laughs> well, I just had a quick question. But that it, did that stuff actually ever like fully cure? Because I mean, yeah, no, I it does. I've written like, that clock I made. Oh, and like, it's fine. If it's, you it, couldn't like, like the, actually like it dent like a, it with your nail. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, it's it's like um, it's like plastic. It's a urethane. Because so, my, I mean, my thought was like, you know, when you first pour it and like you like use a little blade scraper thing, it just seemed like something that you'd. That it would just eventually break down or at least no, stay to, somewhat so, soft. So let me walk you through the process on it. You heat the thing up for like five minutes. Uh, you, 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 you know, you, you know, gun it in there yeah, or whatever, yeah. trigger it in. And then you need to wait like three minutes. If you, if you try to cut it when it's still really liquidy hot, you won't, it'll just get, make a mess. It'll just spread it okay. everywhere. So you need Did, to wait like five like, minutes. Didn't you have like a yeah, cold you, press? Like yeah, you have the thing? cold press. It's a, it's it uh you know it's like a heat sink. It like takes out mm-hmm. the heat really quick, and then you wait like three minutes, and then you hit it with that pl- that uh, little chisel. You flush it up, and then you sand it. Uh, and it does work. It's fine. I mean, it's good for like a you know a quarter, like a quarter, like a dollar yeah. size coin yeah. type of hole. Yeah, like a medium sized hole. Nothing real deep, but like a surface thing. Um, but yes, it does harden. And okay. it, you hit it with something, it's it's hard. Okay, uh, that's but good to know. It takes like a day, but I mean, it, I wish I hadn't bought it because I bought it for smaller stuff and I'll tell you the reason and it's kind of petty. So there's a product I've been using and I'm not even going to mention it because the company that mains, I'll tell you guys after, but the, the company that makes this product, they're dirt bags. I do not like their company. I've been using this product that they make for about two years and uh, I've used it for a long time and this product is very, very good and I really like this product. But I do not like this company that makes it. Uh, I've heard horror stories about them and they're very bad. And they've I've dealt with them two times where I've had issues and they just told me ba- – they're like, this is your fault. You didn't do this. And I'm like, oh, yeah? Here's a video of me doing it for 10 minutes. And they're like, oh, well, you did something wrong. And they just pushed the blame on me. They, it was terrible custom. Anyway, that was like years ago and I will never promote any of their products on my channel. No, exactly again. what you're but, talking about. <laughs> but this one product is fantastic that they make. It's really, really great. And it works really good and it's a solid product and I've been buying it for years and it works really good for filling holes. So now with that Rangate thing not working out like I'd hoped, I wish I hadn't bought it, but I am going to put it to use because it's good for like decorative stuff and the medium sized holes. I will use it because I did pay for it. Uh, I did find another product. So we were talking about Timbermate. I'd use Timbermate yeah. filler for stuff. Um, I do like the Timbermate. Uh, I don't know how much more I'm going to keep using it. Because that smell, that stuff stinks, like really bad. It stinks, um, and the st- the smell doesn't go away ever until you put finish over it. So your shop just smells like I just don't like the smell. And the product is really good. 
Uh, it is a very good product. I can't say anything bad about it. I just don't like the smell. It does bug me. Like, it does bug me. And that's kind of me being, like, picky for sure. Uh, but it does a good job. But I heard of another product, and I ordered this. And I'll tell you guys about it after I try it this weekend. But I'll tell you guys off the air, actually. So, um, um, anyway, I'm excited to try it because I saw another maker using it. And I had already bought it, and they used it. And um, it looked like it worked really great for them. So, uh, I'll tell you guys about that later. But anyway, sorry. I rambled on for far too long. Apologize. It's all good. Uh, thanks, Josh the dad. This next question is from a gentleman by the name of Kevin Hemphill. We call him Lefty or Tevin. Hey, guys. Kevin from Lefties here. Whatever you want to call it these days. Um, I have a question for you. It's uh, would you rather almost uh, – would you rather just be a strictly a content creator or with your shops being so busy? Well, minus Pete because he's moving, but – his is usually busy, I think. Anyway, I'm rambling. Would you rather be straight up content creator or just build for clients? And why? All right. Love you guys. Long time. It's been a long time. Dan? I, w- <clears throat> I would much rather be just a content creator. I mean, that way you can build what you want when you want, right? And you don't have to bend to client demands and take, you know, client requests and <laughs> You just don't have to deal with people, <clears throat> which isn't necessarily brands. always a, well, I think, you know, dealing with a client is, it can be kind of a headache sometimes, you know, they want things that aren't kind of possible and you have get to figure out lately? a way to do it. And, huh? Get any boots lately? <laughs> so things get difficult brands sometimes. <laughs> Fair point. Anyway, uh, but still, anyway. I'd still rather just be a content creator, make what I want. And how I want, you know, on my schedule. What do you think, Mike? I go back and forth on this almost all the time. Like, it's constant. Like, I really love making content. And um, I love working with good brands. Like, I really like working with the brands that I like working with. Sometimes it's a lot of work. (laughs) And, like, making it happen, the deadline gets really stressed. I mean, content deadlines for me are more stressful than then client build deadlines for some reason. And um, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes obviously the answer is yes. I'd much, I'd rather do just straight content than client builds. But I hear, you know, from the, I'm like way down here on the content creation world, the guys that are like way up here in the content creation world, I hear that sometimes, you know, they have this long steady stream of income from brands and then all of a sudden they just change their marketing plan and now they don't have income anymore. <laughs> so I've always – that those stories really freak me out because it seems like they have almost no clout in that argument and they can't control what the brands are going to do and now their main source of income has gone. So I've been like, man, I can control a business. I can control my small business more than than that it seems like. So that's why I've kind of leaned more into products. So there's these content creators – in the space that run successful product-based businesses, but they're also content creators. They're showing how they run their small business. And that's what I think I'm going to lean myself more into because I feel like I can do it. Now, in a dream scenario, I'd really like to just do content and build whatever I want, whenever I want. I think that's what we were talking about, dream scenario, though. Yeah. So, you know. Should I not have given that long answer? Sorry. No, No, what is yours? What's your dream scenario? Erase everything. No, I I love Mike's answer. Um, And... Dan's not. No, because here's worst why. answer ever. Because I think it's Mike. You're kind of like me. Like you, you like running. I mean, we all we all like running a business. We like I we like working for ourselves. Like I my my 
3D printing business has become so good and profitable that it's allowed me to stop taking commissions. And yes, I do still have a full-time job, but in a way, that business doing well has allowed me to just focus on content and having fun in the shop. I don't have to take on woodworking jobs right now. I can just work in the shop, make projects that I want, and occasionally take on commissions, but it's allowed me to do that. So I'm doing it a lot, you know, smaller scale, but I'm kind of at that stage right now with what I'm doing. Now, granted, I'm still running a business and I like that. And I, I, yeah, I could go bigger. I could really blow it up and make a bunch of models and then try to scale and scale and scale even higher. But like, I just, I didn't have the space for it. I don't want to be overworked and I still wanted to enjoy it. I actually have been dialing back and back and back from a lot of the production work that I was doing. And it's just mostly 3D printing now. And it's allowed me to focus on content. Like I, I genuinely like shooting video and I started getting better at planning it and everything. I'm getting more comfortable with editing too. And I'm starting to enjoy it a lot more. So yeah, dream scenario is both. Like Mike said, like, yeah, it's great to have all these multiple streams of revenue, some from sponsors, some from affiliates, some from whatever. That's great. And you can just focus on content, but also having some control over like, well, even if this bonus money from sponsors doesn't come in, I'm still bringing in four grand this month. My family can eat. That feels great. You know? So I think I like the com- combination of both. Uh, maybe not have like a full-time job where you're just slaving away, just putting pro- like product out constantly. But if you could do a great healthy combo of both, like Mike was talking about, I'm all about about it. Yep. Sounds yep. great. The next question is from Michael Maynard. Menard? Maynard. Menards. Michael Menards. He is the, the prince of Menards. Hey guys, this is Michael Maynard of Splinter Fingers Woodworking on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, I know, Facebook. I'm not old, really, I'm not. But I got a question. I am looking to get my first CNC in the coming months, and I am leaning toward the uh, Long Mill by CNC Labs. It's more in my price range, and it, I've seen several reviews on it, and I really want to give it a shot. It looks like a great machine. But here is my question. How do you calculate the feeds and speeds for bits that you can't find on the web anywhere? Like right now, I'm trying to get used to the software. I'm using Carbide Create, and I am trying to figure out for a round nose bit, a half inch cutting width, and I can find nothing on the web. So any advice? Thanks. By the way, I love the podcast. Pete. So two Pete. things. Pete, wake up. Pete. I'm awake. <laughs> first, <laughs> first thing. Um, when you said we're pre-listening to that question in a pre-show, and I heard you mention Long Mill CNC, and I was like, why do I know that name? It's either good or bad. So I looked it up, and yes, the reviews are decent. But and this is coming from someone that is in the 3D printing space. If if the 3D printer you're paying, I'm sorry, if the CNC you're paying for a thousand dollars. Um, or something around that. And if it comes with 3D printed parts for a majority of it to hold it all together, and then the rest of it is parts you can just readily find at Home Depot, I would be a little skeptical. Can it do a good job? Probably, yeah. But it's... I, I don't see the quality in that kind of machine. Yes, the price is uh, attractive, but I, I could just tell you from my personal experience 
Mike's experience, now Dan's experience, and the experience of many other people that I've talked to over the last couple of years on on Instagram, you're going to want to upgrade that thing pretty freaking fast because you're going to start picking up work and you're going to hit a wall and hit a limit with that very quickly. The other problem you're going to run into is it's not going to have that much of a community support. Anyways, that's all I'm going to say about that. Just do your research. It might be worth to go with something slightly more expensive. As far as calculating speeds and feeds, I'm not too good with it. I rely on the manufacturer's um, instructions. And if you can't find it for whatever bit you're picking up, honestly, just go on like Amana's website or Tools Today. They have speeds and feeds for most of their bits. It's a good starting point. I would maybe dial it back, especially with, you know, if you're not sure with your CNC yet, dial it back and then start dialing it up to full speed. And I think in carbide motion, if that's what you're going to be using for running it, uh, you can actually dial your speed back as your program is running. So you can dial it back and then up and whatnot and figure it out. I don't really have a good answer. I know there's some applications calculated for you, like some of the nicer ones like Aspire. Um, but yeah, just look up what's what the manufacturer says. Dan? Well, <clears throat> I was really hoping Mike was going to go because I was going to steal his answer. But I'll try to make something up. I would search. There's a website where you could plug in your bit information and I don't have an answer. I don't know. I don't know. Mike, please go. Ask a friend. That's Dan's answer. Ask a friend. friend, Which is not a bad answer. Uh, There are websites. It's about chip load and like chip ejecting chips out. That's how you you figure out like what it's going to be. If you actually go to like Tools Today's website and you go to like their their speed and feed things for each bit, there's actually like the calculation. I don't remember it off the top of my head. But there's like a calculation that tells you uh what the um speed needs to be you can figure it out it's based on how many flutes your your bit has all these different things but there's also different websites you can go to to look those up um also once you start getting used to bits you'll kind of have a good idea like oh i can run this bit like this like quarter inch end mills are kind of you'll hear it pretty similar yeah you'll hear chatter you'll see how clean it is um we aren't going to be able to tell you the exact answer to that specific bit you requested i don't believe that the um you mentioned it's a half inch diameter i don't know if that's the cutter head or if that's the shank i don't think it's the shank because i yeah this long mill will definitely not run a quarter inch diameter shank i mean a a half inch diameter shank so um no because it comes with a makita it comes it looks like also if you're running a regular router bit in a cnc don't not out of the gate oh well because he's saying like a half inch bit well, because some of them are not made for that, and they're not meant to run as fast as, like, like they're just not designed for CNC work. And sometimes, like, these big, heavy bits, like, you think that you can throw in, like, a half-inch, you want to do a dado and a half-inch bit in there, and you're running it at some dangerous speeds, you could damage your machine uh, or the material you're working with. So, you can run router bits in a CNC. Uh, but with some of them, you just got to take extra special care and uh, or take your time because they're not all designed for those kinds of speeds and feeds, you could say. Yeah, I think some router bits are actually, you can run them at much higher RPMs than a CNC bit. Or Is that too? Yeah. Anyway, just be careful. Know what you're doing. You're going to get hand cut off. 
Um, the next question Jeez. is from <laughs> Mose. Yeah, that wasn't like a threat. It was just like a warning about bits. I wasn't going to come cut off your hands. <laughs> Chip uh, this Chip. is in Venezuela. The next question is from Moses Cho. He has this to say. Hey, guys. It's Moses with Chosen Craft Co. And I wanted to tell you and express that, you know, since Josh's dad is back, you know, I, I feel a little pressured to to go hide in a corner somewhere, you know. But but I think we're friends, so so I guess I can turn in a question. Right, Josh? Okay, cool. All right. So my question to you guys is, you know, if you were to hire somebody, you know, to be part of your business and to help your business, what kind of position would they take? You know, it could be an admin stuff, you know, online, just marketing. But it could be like, you know, Nick Brim, you know, Dan, Dan hired... I don't know why I said Dan Dan. Dan Dan hired Dan, Dan. Nick Brim, you know, just for cheese curds and, and a bag of sandwich. So is that kind of like what the deal is? I don't know how, how it goes. But I'm more talking about a part-time job rather than like subcontracting, you know, deliveries or just people to help you for a day. It would be more consistent and you know just maybe 10 15 16 20 hours a week kind of job so what kind of job would they take a sanding station job you know or just packaging jobs i want to know let me know guys thanks who wants to go first dan dan go uh They'd just be like a general laborer slash helper assistant, you know, kind of do whatever I need done at the time person, you know, it would, it wouldn't be anything like you're going to be sanding, you're going to be sanding all day. It's, it's going to be a myriad of things, you know, maybe someday I'll need help sanding. Maybe someday I'll, I need help flipping things over and carrying stuff in. It's just general labor is what I would need, I guess. And I didn't. I didn't hire Nick. Nick is still his own guy. He still has his own company. Like you contracted just, it out. I contracted him out. Yeah, with for you know a bush light and a butterfinger. Some cheese curds. Some cheese curds. Well, I don't know. The cheese curds weren't in the contract. <laughs> He's not giving them up. <laughs> no. Those are my curds. Negotiate better, anyway. Nick. <laughs> uh, did you say Mike? Mike. Yeah, Mike. Yeah. Uh, so my cousin, I can kind of answer this because I'm <clears throat> I'm trying to so. Uh, in in my life outside of woodworking, I've I've uh, I've always had employees, and something that anytime I've been an employee, when my employer shows me that there's going to be upward mo- movement, and they're going to train me, and I'm going to learn a skill, that always motivates me. Whenever I've been an employee, uh, and my cousin has been helping me, and he's shown a lot of interest in the in woodworking, and he. When I give him a task, he does it like perfectly, like every, like perfectly. He doesn't know what he needs to do next, but as long as I assign him a task, he does a really great job. Like it's a really, it's really nice having him in the shop. He also is a contractor. I don't have him on as an employee because I just am not in that situation right now. Uh, My goal with him is to bring him on as a full-time employee as soon as I can. So he is a contractor and I pay him hourly based on what he does for me at the time. And uh, 
it really depends. Like I'm starting to get a lot more bigger projects and <laughs> I can't – I simply cannot move them myself. I just can't move these tables by myself. So he will help me flip tables or get tables like last week and we did deliveries and pickups. Um, uh, I also don't just want him to just become like this – you know, I don't, know how, I don't want to just be like this bitch boy that just does these random things for me. That's not what I want him to be. I want him to come in and feel like he's going to learn stuff because he has shown interest in this. So, unfortunately, a couple Saturdays ago, that meant he was sanding for six hours because that's what I needed because I needed to do things that I had the skill set for that he doesn't have. So, he had to do the sanding and he did a fantastic job sanding. So, I needed to run the CNC. He simply doesn't know how to do that. <clears throat> So that's where we were at. I needed to build stuff and I need to do stuff over there. So uh, I am teaching him how to use the CNC. He's learning it and I have him doing anything I need him to do like Dan answered. But it's also like on a training basis because as soon well, yeah, as I course. can. That makes sense. As soon as, yeah. As soon as I can, I want to bring him in full time and that'd be, that'd just be the, that's where I want to take my company. I want to keep scaling. It was told to me a long time ago, if you don't scale, you fail. That's what I was told to me a long time ago for small business <clears throat> stuff. So, if you're afraid to grow your business, <clears throat> might as well just hand over the keys to someone is what was told to me. So, um, I am trying to do that. I'm trying to grow whenever I can and take on things as much as I can. Having have, Even the idea of having an employee scares me. <laughs> but you just got to do it. Like, you just got to grow these things sometimes. So, uh, when it's a small business like this, it's not like we work at McDonald's. They just work at Coffee Custom Builds together with me and we do what needs to be done at the time. There isn't like, oh, he's the cashier here. He just takes money and inputs orders. That's not what he does. It's it's all hands on deck. So, Pete. Uh, I feel like we all just want like a second one of us just in the shop because they just know what Yeah, that'd to be do. great. So nice. That'd be cool. For me, honestly, it would be like administrative and somewhat design work. Uh but mainly like administrative and shipping. If they that those two items can be taken off my plate. And that includes, you know, social media and like reaching out to podcasting. Not well, I mean, I still do the podcast. But like <laughs> y- you know, uh, Being if, Polish. if like responding to people on Etsy, <laughs> getting orders set up, uh anytime I'm like, Oh, I have this thing, I just need to like make the posting or take photos of this and somebody else if they did that for me. Like all that little administrative work that adds up to like 10 hours in a week that's 10 hours i could be playing nba 2k whatever um whatever dan plays dan's, like dan's the, smile went to immediate like dagger eyes from, <laughs> but like I, I mean think of how much administrative stuff we do it really is a lot even something as simple as like you know uh responding to all the messages in a day or uh make an etsy listing for an item that you you made like sometimes it'll take us a week or two to throw it up on etsy oh yeah jeez. it's just like basic things like that you know or someone i could like be a fluffer and like they'll fluff up the text and make it all pretty and write it up whatever and reach out to a sponsor or respond go to, to an fiverr, email dude i, I found just, out that you can go to fiverr for like some of these like description I've, things for your website honestly i've, I've been uh, looking at that ghost as well. riders yeah i but saw yeah, something on tiktok and i was like ooh, i'm gonna do because i want to make i want to make stuff i don't want to sit here in front of a desk I, I don't know if you guys know this i'm not a good writer I thought Kayla yeah. writes all your stuff because you only know how to write with numbers. I'm yeah. not creative like that either. I don't think like I can't I can't come up with a creative like tagline for these descriptions for these Etsy listings. Yeah. And when when I do, I feel like, man, these are so shilly. <laughs> like I feel like such a shill. And, my, Etsy, uh, my Etsy tray. Dad tray. Buy Six my by tray. <laughs> you want it. Walnut. You want tray? I got tray. <laughs> 
Yeah, I just feel like this. Uh, the, have you ever seen a tray like this? It's going to blow your pants off. It just feels so stupid. Like, I feel like such a jerk. I just need to so, hire one of those, like, I, interns that, like, overhauls I, my entire Etsy and everything in, like, an hour. Because for them, it's, like, whatever. The, the whole time they were texting, too. That's a thing? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's Is in that all the thing movies. For reals? I, I want to oh, be, like, Devil, oh, Will, like Devil Wears thing. Prada, but, like, I'm the, the, the mean Steak! lady. Steak! <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be really nice to just not do a lot of these things for sure. That's why, I mean, I, I mentioned, uh, that's why I like Jobber. It's saving me already like 8 to 15 hours a week I'm seeing. Of, like, non- does Jobber write your Etsy listings? What's that? Oh, I wish. Does Jobber write your Etsy listings? <laughs> I really am so bad Think at that Even stuff, the man. inquiries and everything, man. Jobber really, like, yeah, I've seen you, like, not complain about the things you usually complain about. Like, about the, I don't have to deal with it anymore. But it's exactly, great. yeah, it's just done. it's so nice. It's just done. Uh, anyway, that's our answer. Yeah, it's all. Di- everyone has different needs for their business. So, thanks for the question, Moses. That's cool. I mean, good mine question. and Dan are that was a good question in terms in terms of what we need. Shockingly, but, uh, that was a pretty good question yeah. from and Moses. I want, and I want from, another from round. the ch- main Chogolo. The, the next question is from Sean Marks from Made with Marks. Made with Sean. Going on, gentlemen. Sean made the marks on Instagram, and I have yet another question about finishes. Uh, so, I have not really ever sprayed a finish. Um, usually, you know, using oils or just you know whatever, rubbing it on. <laughs> rub it. Um, anyway, the um, finish I'm going to be using here is going to be the ex- general finishes exterior 450. Uh, I'm looking to spray it on some cedar. Um, so my question is, is there a limit to how hot you guys would spray? Um, I mean, for context, it, you know, it was 116 degrees here today. Um, I don't see a day less than 110 in the forecast anytime soon. And even nighttime temperatures are above a hundred degrees. So I don't really have a chance to spray in cooler weather right now uh, in a non-climate controlled shop. So, yeah. Any tips for spraying in some extreme heat uh, would be appreciated. Thanks, guys. Dan? Well, for uh, tips for spraying in extreme heat, I would say follow the manufacturer's recommended uh, temperatures. And here's a little life advice. Move away from wherever the heck you live. He's in Arizona. That sounds terrible. Get out of there. <laughs> Why would you live in Arizona? Jeez. Why would you do that to yourself, Sean? Yeah, but real answer, uh, follow the manufacturer's recommended temperatures. I mean, th- it's there for a reason. I mean, if something happens ahead, and you don't follow those things, they're just going to be like, tough, dude. <laughs> like, if you yeah, follow right. it, though, they, they might actually give you some, like, help if there's some sort of, like, failure with the product. And you did it within their recommended stuff, you know, they might be able to like, hey, there might be some monetary compensation for your time or whatever. But if you do it, it says you can't spray over 90, which is typically what I see for finishes. You're not supposed to spray over 90. Um, they're going to be like, well, that sucks. <laughs> Shouldn't have done that. <laughs> anyway, uh, I mean, and what else should they say? They, it's, not, it's not their problem. Yep. If I were you, I would get up early and spray in the morning because I know it still stays hot in Arizona, but there's no way it's still above 90 every single day and even if that means that i mean typically with finishes that you spray um if you wait 24 hours you have to scuff the surface to do the next coat so it'll adhere because it's a bit more cured so uh you're just gonna have to do that 
Like you might only be able to get one coat on per 24 hours, which sounds horrible, but mm-hmm. I would definitely look into water-based finishes, which I'm pretty sure that exterior 450 is a water-based finish. So, um, Pete. Or a lacquer. You don't have to scuff that yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. I would say, uh, man, go away from spraying. I mean, you might have to change your tactic for a couple months when it's this hot and bring it inside and, you know, you can do a wipe on or something or, I mean, tape off a living room yeah that's another thing how big is the how, how big, big is the project the piece? yeah because you maybe you could bring yeah. it inside and spraying a little bit you know with window open and i a wouldn't small spray room. it inside but maybe a rubbed on i finish. would do a i would do a wipe on around the summer or honestly and this might not be a popular choice but pay someone to do it find a finishing shop there's there's shops that just do this all day you just have to bring a piece they finish it for you and that's it i mean we i, I know of people that have done it here locally we just don't want to spray or don't have the capability. It's to an do option. It. It's an option. Yeah, yeah, that'd be that'd head be up nice a cabinet shop. So you're like, hey, sure. can you guys spray this, or can I come in and spray? Ask. You know, you never know. That's right. Yeah, you don't know until you know. Exactly. Wise words. The answer is Wise always words. no. Wise until words from the dirty tumbler. Twenty okay. no's and a yes means yes. Mm. <laughs> if you're a, if you get a degree and you have a D, wait, what do they call you if you get your PhD with? A C average, doctor. Doctor, it's right. Anyway, um, <laughs> no, that <laughs> oh, was very. It was very deep, deep thoughts. It's very hard coffee. to get into. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's the end of the show. Yeah, so it thanks is. For listening, is it? Everyone. <laughs> thanks for listening. That's thanks all to the Square questions. Dance for sponsoring. Square Dance. Square Dance. <laughs> Square Dance. I barely stayed awake. Square Dance. No. Why would you do all that, right. Dan? Don't do that. Next week's episode will be brought to you by Pete. Give me one of your fast dad jokes. Come on. Did oh. I tell you guys about my uncle? No. <laughs> that was last week. Stop it. About a month before he died. Uh, no. <laughs> Next week, uh, it'll be sponsored by World of Franks. Where for all your foot long Franks. It's just hot dogs. <laughs> Gonna Blue make it rain on dogs. Dan's face. Oh God! <laughs> Next week in the Hariolas. live, we're gonna have a, a a hot dog cannon at Dan's house, and ooh, that sounds fun. <laughs> I'll catch him. Like at a baseball game. The, yeah. Have you ever Instead seen those of t-shirts? It's like a round of like <laughs> nine hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, big thanks to our patrons. Big thanks to everyone who listens and shares the show. You guys are amazing. So uh, this will be uh, the second week we're on a new Thursday schedule. So next week we actually won't be on that. Uh, <laughs> next week we'll be <laughs> next week. We'll, it's so, vacation so, season. <laughs> yeah, next week we're actually going to be doing a Wednesday show, right? That's what yeah, we're determined. Wednesday. Yeah. Okay. Wednesday. We're going to do Wednesday show next week because uh, Dan's going to be out of town. So, oh, he's got a wedding. Not not going to be out of town. Yeah, Dan's I got, got a, a wedding. Shoot so a wedding we're going to be Thursday. Uh, Who gets wedding? Who gets married on a Thursday? <laughs> People that are trying to save money. <laughs> Booyah. Kapooyah. Keep you guys on your uh, toes. That's all the schedule. Yeah. I'm also, we're probably going to have to figure out some stuff when it's your week to move, Pete. Right? Oh, I guess you're actually not really in a big rush. It should be fine. Yeah. Um, no, I'm not big right? rushing. Gonna... Okay. He could, that's not he true. We both do the podcast from his new trailer. <laughs> yeah. <that'd be laughs> it's, it's drivable. Well, the, uh, hopefully I'll have internet so I can just do it at the new house. But if not, I'm, I'm, I'm coming back so. here at night anyway. So I'll just record yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking yeah. that you, I keep forgetting you like, you're in a pretty good ideal moving situation. That's nice. Yeah. Anyway, next week we will be uh, recording on Wednesday. Please join us for the pre-show live on Wednesday on the Another Woodshop Podcast YouTube channel. 
Also, if you uh, would like to support the show monetarily, check out patreon.com forward slash another woodshop podcast. And if you don't try, yeah, if you don't want to uh, support the show financially, that's totally fine. Give us some uh, share us in your feed. Not don't share us in your feed. That's a bad idea. Share us in your stories. Uh, Share us in your stories. Or just tell people on the street. Yeah, good word of mouth. If you ever seen that just movie Hot Rod, grab there's a character named Richardson, and he has these flyers, and he literally throws them in people's faces. And so if you could have some <laughs> yes, another Witch podcast, <laughs> another Witch podcast flyers made up and just throw them in people's faces, that'd be really effective and a, and a really good marketing strategy for the show. And I think it's kind of on brand, to be honest. So anyway, just share yeah. the show, share the show in your stories. Get out there, talk to people about it. Uh, we'd really appreciate it. Uh, we love doing the show. And we love that you love the show. And we love you long time. So with that, we're going to leave. So have a great week. All right. We'll talk to you guys next time. Love you long time. Bye. Love you long time. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.